Hello, everybody. Welcome to the OK Roundtable. I'm Kim Sex. I'm Fat. And I'm Mort. And I had a joke for that, but I forgot it, so never mind. Is it the men in black? Does I make this look good? Because I'm wearing a pony shirt. Like, we, we came up with the sunglasses shit, like, right before we started doing anything. Fod just showed up. Fod just showed up with sunglasses, <laughs> but I'm not going to not join. I, I, have a, I have a reason Fad. to wear sunglasses. Why, what is your reason to wear sunglasses? Here are my glasses. Most of the time I see you without the glasses. What are you talking about? What? I, I wear them all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like this is fake news. Uh, yeah, but wearing these have been, uh, the reason I don't wear my glasses is purely for the issue of the reflection. Like, I don't, I don't need my glasses for close things. I only need it for driving. So you're saying these glasses are prescription. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm wearing them right now. But, I don't know. I, uh, I have to wear sunglasses when I drive because I can't see otherwise. See, I want to get prescription sunglasses only for driving. And I guess work, but still, it just it just feels like it'd be a lot better because like these are transitions, mm-hmm. and they'll transition pretty well. But I have to be in the sun, and with the with the UV protection of vehicles, it just doesn't kick in. So <laughs> it's like I can't see. <laughs> I have to wear eyes because I can't see. Okay. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, you need glasses that badly, Fat. It's pretty bad. You should probably fix those glasses, dude. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty big one. So if you have to wear glasses, glasses, man. fix your eyeballs. They're uh, eleven dollars. Lasted three years. Dude, that's a that's pretty we're, good. We're glad to have you, man. That's a that's a pretty good fucking return of investment right there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that, yeah. Eleven bucks, three years worth of use. Like these cost me. Two fifty, like two hundred fifty oh. bucks. Oh shit, two hundred fifty. Yeah. Fuck. Because they're special glasses. Because what? Because they're big enough for my fat ass head. It's literally a brand called Fathead. Literally a brand called Fathead. Like, there's I'm a, look this up now. Yeah, I'm look, being. look up F H. Fa- oh, fuck you, fuck your being. <laughs> But it's a it's a brand called Fathead, and it's it's just wider because normally glasses like if you see even with these, like typically just sliding them on, this is where it hits, right? So I have to like kind of pull them out a lot to then do that. Ooh. Yeah, those are pretty so, like, expensive. Yeah, they're not cheap. See, it, it like it like pushes like these push against my head really like badly, and regular glasses just don't do it for me. Like they're they're, and it, this, all it is, I think, like an extra, I don't know, three quarters of an inch to an inch, like longer, and, but it does so. Oh my! It just feels comfortable, like oh, against my face. It's exactly what I. It's exactly what I need. These are uh, just sunglasses. I have a big head, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, they're, they're woodies. They're they're wood. I don't know if you can see the stamp on. It says woodies. Yeah, I, I get mine from. Like twenty bucks on Amazon. I get mine from Zenny Optical. From Zenyatta, you get yours from Zenyatta. He's a Zeni... fucking robot, dude. How are I you doing that? Say it. <laughs> it. Uh, Zenny Optical. But yeah, that's the reason why. Like, I I try to keep very good care of them. And then, like, I need to go back and get an uh, 
my eyes checked again so they can change the lenses. But I just want them to take this and then re and replace the lenses. I don't want them to be like, oh, we're going to order a new pair. I'm like, no, I don't want to pay another 250 bucks. That's fine. But all right, so lots of shit happened this week. Lots of things. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. We'll talk about that at the end. We'll talk about we'll talk about the how Game of Thrones ended <laughs> here here at the end. Uh, but yeah, I gotta leave for that. That's what we're talking about at the end. We're not gonna talk about it now. Uh, but as far as your HBO subscription goes, I know Nick was wondering. Holy crap! Nick's being attacked. Mort's down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking moth man! Hold up. <laughs> oh no! You done? Yep. Okay. So we have traps, right? Little, little triangular folding, uh, sticky pheromone traps. Uh huh. And I think it's the wrong pheromones for these types of moths. But if they land on the wall, you just kind of stick one to it. They'll just land on it and get stuck. So, so, um, that's interesting. I it's the hard way, but it works. So, HBO yeah, subscription. for shit. Yeah, like, like I, I'm kind of obnoxious that way. Plex is great. Plex is great if you can, uh, have, have a library that's, that's worth it. But you still gotta download it, regardless. And HBO produces the show. So you can say screw HBO all day, but they produce the show, regardless. Yeah, I, I I have a thing about paying for shit, so I I do that. Yeah. Money. Um, no, but Nick had a more had a question about what would keep you paying for your subscription. What are the yeah. other, uh, what other HBO properties are there to watch? Because they clearly ramped up. Because HBO service, uh, their digital service anyway, always has previews the way that their other stuff works. Like when you watch it, when you have a cable subscription, and you have HBO. It's all like on a schedule. Obviously, it's not on demand. But anytime you watch something on demand too, they have a nice little like current preview of stuff at the beginning. And in the case of uh, Game of Thrones, they had it at the end as well. And it was yeah. basically a please don't remove your subscription. We have other shit too. It very much was. <laughs> it was a great thing. But yeah, so it's like you have Westworld, you have a uh, Barry. Barry uh, just had their season two finale. Yeah, uh, I've heard good uh, things. I haven't started it yet. That's that's a great one. Like, there's plenty of reason to have it. If um, if you, I'm interested in Chernobyl. Chernobyl's also been pretty good. Uh, uh, I've only watched I the first episode it yet, but interested. Uh, um, I have no idea what's going on with that Euphoria show. Like I cannot wrap my brain around that. Have you seen any of the episodes? Not yet. Like again, I haven't really, I haven't dived into the HBO library much yet. Um, all I know is that I spent a lot of time helping Lauren catch up, so we don't get to watch. All I know is that it has Zendaya, and that yeah. makes me want to watch it. Cause, like, she is the kind of actress that you see, and you're like, I hope you do well. Don't get in any trouble. Just fucking keep being in stuff please what Thank what is the what is the chernobyl thing about it's about chernobyl it's about chernobyl like another about the nuclear documentary? meltdown no about the nuclear meltdown a show about it like a drama yeah oh, okay. it's it's an hbo drama about the fucking chernobyl disaster 
<laughs> like it's it's kind of interesting, but like I'm kind of seeing where it goes because everyone kind of already knows what happens. Are these how, although it happened? What, what year did it happen? Like 1990? When did when did Chernobyl happen? Uh, 91, 92. I should know this. We watched shit about it just recently. Like Lauren didn't we, really know anything about it. Like, we watched the show. <laughs> we we haven't done that yet. But we, when we started to see previews for it while watching Game of Thrones, she was like. I don't know that much about Chernobyl, really. And I'm like, okay, let's watch some YouTube shit about it. Oh, it was in 86. Well, that's right, because it was before my time, but not by a whole lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Chernobyl is more than just a Call of Duty map. Okay, Fot? <laughs> uh... It's weird, though, because they replicate the area really accurately in a lot of games. So like, if you go and watch stuff from it, like it's kind of eerily familiar a lot of the time. Only because I've seen the news footage. Like you see the news footage of the abandoned cities, and it's just like, yeah, holy crap! They literally just said, "Everyone, get the fuck out." Yeah, yes, they, they had to. I know their choice, man. They would, they would have, they would have died, horrible deaths. It would have oh, been. Anyway. I forgot. I forgot what a uh, documentary, but it kind of went into explicit detail as to like what happened to the, the scientists who just stayed on near the reactor, and their like skin just started to melt. Well, no, there was a guy who went back in to, like, shut it off. That, I'm an idiot as well. Um, that they kept alive to do experiments on him. Like, he had died, like, five times, but they kept bringing him back to life, and he was just like, please just kill me. Yeah, they just wanted to see what radiation would do to the body, like, that much exposure. And it turns out it literally destroys your DNA. Yeah, it's not good for you. Like, it, like they, they were saying it was, like... Like the, the, the double helix it was starting to like break apart. That's how that's how much damage it does at that level. That it unravels the cells that keep your body together. It's pretty rough. And then Fought just laughs at that description. <laughs> insensitive, dude. Fucking insensitive. Here's another one. Uh, his Dark Materials. I'm pretty interested in that. That's the whole thing about HBO series. I feel like they're all so well produced. But because they're on HBO, most people just kind of, like, skip past them. Yeah, they kind of miss it. Like, Game of Thrones well, like, is that phenomenon that got people to, like, pay for subscriptions. Yeah, I mean, it, they've had a few things that have kind of been progressively doing that over time. Like, Rome got a lot of people on board, Sopranos got a lot of people on board. But for Sopranos was before, before streaming. So, like, that, that forced people to get a cable package with that shit. Yeah. Like, it happened. But now, like, I think if those shows were, had to, were to come out now, I think it would be like, okay, yeah, I'll pay the 15 a month or whatever to to get in on those miniseries and shit. Yeah. Does HBO still have a Curb Your Enthusiasm? Curb Your Enthusiasm is coming back. Yes. How many seasons? I, I remember my dad used to watch that. I mean, if they took a fucking, what, six-year... Hiatus? Um, hiatus? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. Um, oh what about Silicon my Valley? goodness! Silicon Valley? Yeah, I've watched a season of it. I really liked it. Again, I haven't. I it. love Silicon. You you only saw the first season? Yeah. It's it's really good, but it's one of those things where some of the some of the information because it's it is tech related is very much uh, an in-the-moment kind of thing. Where unless you have a pretty good knowledge of what's been going on in the tech world, and then like if you catch it later, you kind of have to 
know why certain things are like work as jokes because you like when something happens in google or whatever there's like a big news story they've kind of incorporated that in at the time it kind of reminds me of um particular uh special victim units episodes i don't know if you watched svu but it'll uh, yeah. they'll, they'll take whatever happened that previous year or even the last few months and then like incorporate it into an episode like the the legitimate rape quote happened, and then like it was in an episode two weeks later. God damn! Like it was a quick as fuck turnaround to make an episode about current events, and I feel like they do that kind of in the tech world, but like more vaguely. But it's really good. It's a good show. I recommend it. Definitely check out Silicon Valley. Yeah, I really liked what I'd seen. I just again sometimes I get stalled out on stuff and then have to pick it back up later. I think I told, talked about this last time. I recently tried to pick up The Office again, and yeah, it kind of stalled out again. I got farther this time. I got the second season. All right, so so to go back to Curb Your Enthusiasm, though, after the eighth season concluded in September 2011, Curb Your Enthusiasm went on an indefinite hiatus, and then it finally returned for a ninth season in 2017, and then 10th, 20... Uh, a 10th in December of that year. And then it, it premieres next year. So it's been in three years of development for ninth and 10th season. Mm. Well, so there you go. So they have, they, they've been, they've been off the air since 2011. So they're coming back, baby. <laughs> um, I'm interested in the new Watchmen show. Really interested. I, I'm, I I don't know how to feel like uh, how When's the last time you've seen Watchmen fought the actual movie? The last the actual movie is is a show like a continuation of the movie? I don't know. We're not totally sure. It, uh, it, uh maybe it does have uh Vate in it, Ozymandias, played by Jason Isaacs. I think I saw pieces of it last year. I think the last time I saw the movie all the way through was like maybe three years ago. Because I feel like if this if the show's a continuation, because all it shows is a bunch of like, like it's like TikTok, TikTok, and it had like a bunch of people in Rorschach masks, and then like a couple of vague imagery, and then it was like Watchmen. And I'm wondering yeah, if flashes of scenes, like you, you can't really get any sense of what's happening per se, but you kind of mm. get. Yeah, you know, feel for some of the characters and maybe settings. When uh, when is it premiering? Soon. Don't cancel your subscription. Soon, TM. It's coming soon. Just just soon. Just soon. I mean, it looks pretty polished. So fall of twenty nineteen. So this year, it's supposed to come out this year. Um, I'm only one season into Westworld, but I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Uh, Arya Stark shows up. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I really kind of want them to just kind of sideways pilot that into uh, the live ship traders stuff. Like she, she, she's a perfect Althea, so just like cast her and roll with it. There you Let's go. go. Like, you don't have to change shit. Just use the same costume, use the same boat. Just like okay, move her to the other set. Here we go. That's all it needs to be. <laughs> move to the other set. Let's go. Chop chop. Saving money here. Yep. 
We're, we're making billions. Let's roll. Shit. I, st- I still don't understand HBO's business model. Like, not really. Like, how do they make money? Other than, like, okay, now they have, like, the streaming service, I guess, adding it to packages. Yeah, they get a little right. bit of that. So, you have streaming services, but the traditional cable model, I'm reasonably sure they got paid by cable companies to add their programming to it, and then got a cut of the, the customers actually paying for it as well. Like, it just seems, it just seems like a, it's been a strange thing since they started like, producing more and more content. Yeah, but I mean, you know how many like hotels and stuff have HBO just for their guests? I mean, there, there's tons of ways HBO can oh, make money. I guess, I guess that's also true. It's not just uh, uh, homeowners, but yeah, still, bars and shit for shows like that. I imagine they they do broadcast rights for for big stuff. Like imagine Game of Thrones watch parties get broadcast rights and shit. So, oh shit, kind of like pay per view. They also have pay per view events. Yeah. Yeah. Boxing. <laughs> so when to you make it yourself, you can set the price. That is also that's uh, yeah, also true. Uh, to move on uh, past that, though, so the Sonic movie is delayed until February of 2020. It is, and the reason for that is uh, the art was bullshit. No, to not have crunch. Like they were, they could have done it in the same time because they had, remember they never changed the release date at first. And then everyone oh, was like, yeah. everyone was like, "Fuck that, dude! I would rather wait." Yeah, but I mean that—that's—that's that's why. Though. Like, and I—I I appreciate—I appreciate the studio going like, "Fine, like we'll spend the extra money, we'll push it on the line," because it does make sense to not do that because the public perception will be way higher and better. And that's why I think I'm being completely honest with you. I honestly think that they did not have a finished movie with that fucking monster. There's no way. Not. There's no way. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they put this out there to see if there's gonna even have any reaction. <laughs> Maybe. And then if there's like, there's a kind of like oh it looks like crap they could have done better this and that I'm excited and then you have all this buzz around it and the and the studio goes like okay we'll give you the rest of the money for the fucking animation they're like yay. But hey, then I gotta go off camera for just a second. Oh shit. Uh oh. But I honestly think that uh. I honestly think that... Oh, look at that. That's, that's wrong. Oh, no. That's wrong. Hey, look. I'm, I'm Nick. There you go. Person Nick over here. <laughs> because for some reason, the order of you guys swapped again, and I'm just like, fuck it. Like, it happens. <laughs> so... You you just think they didn't have a finished movie? I honestly do not think they had a finished movie. No, I do not. I I, I can buy that. I like, really can. Like because they, they go on. Like they probably just like you said they probably just wanted the reaction. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this looks terrible. Or okay, I can I can get excited. I would be excited if it looked better. Blah blah blah. Like because I think that they weren't give they probably weren't given enough money to like to. Uh, <laughs> Like make a trailer, see what happens, and then we'll give you the rest. Yeah, no, I think I think they well because Deadpool had their little that little intro scene made right, and then they kind of shelved it, and then yeah. some, and then like someone I don't know if it was Ryan Reynolds, but someone leaked it, and then everyone was like, "Oh fuck, this looks amazing!" Blah blah blah, do it, fucking do it, and then they were like, "Okay," and they put the money behind it. And I, 
I honestly think they made this fucking monstrosity of a Sonic just to be like, we need to get we need to get them to react to it really really badly. Because of course they could have done better. Of course they could have done better. They could have made him look exactly like they did in the cartoon, and people would have been like, okay. Like, that's fine. <laughs> Just a cartoon Sonic and everything else is 3D. Yeah! I, it'd be fine! No, if they if they 3D rendered him the way they did in, they do in, like, uh, like Sonic 06 or, like, even the current 3D models, they could have literally just implanted that and been, like, done. <laughs> GG. <laughs> Instead, they created this monstrosity with, like, human teeth. They're like, like, it looks creepy as shit. <laughs> and uh, all the things they did on purpose. There's no way they did it. That's my fucking tinfoil hat. They did it on purpose, man. It was all done on purpose. Everybody's in on it. Everyone's in on it. The studio's making money. Like, someone's fucking doing something, dude. Because I think they also did that for... I don't know if you saw the... Uh, there was they, they had done a pilot for a Tremors series. Like, they want to make a series with, with Tremors. Was it that trailer that you sent in the chat? Yes, the one with Kevin Bacon? Yeah, but he's all old. Yeah, like he's much older and they're just kind of like, you're just obsessed with what you did back then. Like, <laughs> like everyone knows the Grab Boys are dead. I think that they released that trailer just to be like, hey, would you guys want this? Like, they shot the pilot, but they haven't. they never released the pilot. But they released a trailer for the pilot to get the buzz going. And I honestly think that that's kind of where they're doing with, with, with Pokemon. Because, again, h- how long ago did they release the... Uh, the uh, Sorry, I'm back. They released the... the, no, the, like the no, the the image of Sonic. They had, like, silhouettes, and people were kind of like, what the fuck is with his legs? Like, what <laughs> is this... What the fuck was with his legs, though? Like, how do you just fuck it up so bad? Oh, yeah, yeah. Miss so On hard? purpose. I, I remember that now. I, just, I don't know, man. That's that's a really I, risky move. The fucking tinfoil hat. I think they didn't have the money to finish all the animation. So they released... They, they, they did this uh, purposeful negative campaign buzz. Uh, I mean, I, I, I heard what y'all were saying. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. Like I said, it's just risky. Like, I, I guess I guess if you're in a Deadpool kind of situation where it's just gonna get shelved otherwise, like, might as well. It, you, I mean, you have to. You just have to be okay with it. Like, that that somewhere there's genius marketing where they're like, we don't have the money for this. We need to fucking secure funding somehow. Like, and the studio's fucking losing faith. And this has to be it. This has to, this has to be the fucking way out, dude. <laughs> just just show them how bad Sonic is. Well, because I mean, it's kind of uh, what, what, what's that um, what's that philosophy where they're saying that the idea that if you can't have it, you want it more. You like want the, what the, you can't have. Yeah, the forbidden fruit kind of thing. Yeah. Like it just makes me think of what they've been doing with Rick and Morty. Because like they no, had, I think it just takes Darren Harmon a really long time to get his shit together to do. Like, I never believe any conspiracy theories about them having any more of a plan. Like, can you no, imagine that room where it's those two egos having to go at it against each other. Like, it's amazing they ever got you know three seasons done in the first place. Yeah, but like they got they got 
they got the negotiation tactics to be like, yeah, order a hundred episodes, bitch. Like you better make us hit syndication. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> like that's that's a pretty crafty move. Could you start making some episodes now? Like that would be cool if you yeah, could get some to. stuff. Cool. Have we ever watched Harmon Quest? I don't know. You guys ever watch Harmon Quest or listen to Harmon Quest? I I heard about it and I have not. Uh, I, I'm aware of it. I've listened to to Harmon Town. It was doing the Harmon Quest stuff. Uh, oh yeah, was, initially they were doing on that. Yeah, like yeah. I, I was. I don't know. Harmon went through his divorce the same time I went through mine, and so a lot of that shit kind of rubbed the wrong way, and I just stopped listening to it. Kind of flamed out for it. I think that was, that's my issue with Dan Harmon as a person, though. Like, I feel like he's very smart, but then, like, when you hear him just talk sometimes, it, like, I'm just kind of, like, I have to check out. Like, I love your creative work. Whenever you're on rails, uh, if you're... Have your constraints. But that's the reason why I didn't like, like, Harmontown that much, because it was a lot of his... The... I'm the smartest guy in the room... Right. Watch I, me. When I enjoy listening to Harmontown, I never like sat there and was like, "Oh yeah, Dan Harmon makes good points." So I always sit there and I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You're a useless sack of shit." Make more and, and he, he admits that and, and understands that and knows that about himself, and that's fine. But that that, that can only do so much. Right. Can only do so much. Speaking of other shows that are kind of in a weird creative uh, area, Archer's coming back. Archer 1999. Ooh. It's the first time they've ever mentioned a year. Hmm. So Archer nineteen ninety nine, because like I don't know if you you like let, like Where ever pay today? attention. Are you up to date? Mm-hmm. So you watch Dreamland. Mm-hmm. Okay, but like, have you ever like watched interviews with Adam Reed and all of them talk like in the creators talk about the show? Occasionally, it's been a long time though. Like they they kind of feel like. Well, fuck! What can we do now? Like, <laughs> like uh, the spice stuff works, I guess. But like, how about we sell drugs? How about we do cocaine like that? All right, let's do that. So Archer Vice was a thing. Yeah, this sounds like a fun concept. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know who said rails, and I'm afraid that I said rails. I said rails. Uh, that Harmon, okay. Dan Harmon is better when he has some sort of rails and constraints of oh, like yeah. what he can and cannot do. Yeah. When he's moderated a bit. Yeah, when there's someone on him a little bit. Like, Jeff B. Davis does a pretty good job of keeping him at bay a lot of the time, but he also antagonizes it a lot, too, so... I mean, when you, when you want to poke it, you got to poke the bear, right? You poke the bear. Yeah. I, I could do with that as rapping. Is it, is, it, is it just me? I feel like... And I feel the strangest sense of pretentiousness when I say shit like this. But I kind of hope that you guys kind of understand. There are certain things that I like that I absolutely hate. 99% of people who also like it. But the people 100%. who like it. 100%. Like Rick and Morty, for instance. Like Rick and Morty is high up on that list. Of, yep. Man, do I hate Rick and Morty fans. I yeah. fucking hate them. That's starting to become with me and Overwatch fans as well. Okay, but okay. When we're talking about Overwatch fans, though, do you mean Overwatch like people who follow 
the development or is it just the game or is it the pros? Like what section of the people who like that stuff do you not like? Cause you and I uh, follow the juice. Like you and I will go deep in there. <laughs> we're watching streamers. We're listening to streamer juice. Like we're, we got no, the, the streamers' personal live shit. Yeah, like like the whole what, XQC does no condensation. Like that's like next level. Like I like Overwatch <laughs> and the stuff around Overwatch. But there's also the people who are like, I'm going to I'm going to tell you that two 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 is the way to go, or like no, Goats is fine. Those are like where 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 are you at on the people that you hate? Uh, hmm. I guess it's it's more just like the hmm I don't I don't know where where to put them like where does that line go because you hate a little bit from each of them but where where is I don't it? Cause I don't I don't mind Overwatch fans a lot of the time I don't know like it just seems really cringy to me sometimes and I'm like I'm I'm, I'm associated with that group. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're talking about danger from association. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> There's some fucking weird people. Yeah, in the Brony fandom, and I'm just like, ha, oh, fuck, dude. Like, I just, I just like the show. Can I just, can I like the show, like the message, and not like think about the people who are like overly sexualizing fucking cartoon ponies? Please, can I not be that part of that group? Can I not be associated with that section of the fandom? <laughs> fucking for real. <laughs> I do pretty much love the queer community. Like, yeah, I could just kind of hang out with them twenty four seven and leave the rest of y'all behind. <laughs> y'all specifically, but like straight people, yeah, no, I'm good. I'll pass. I think I think as far as uh, like straight people, the I think everyone for the most part can agree those like really aggro like shitheads that are just like, yeah, I love pussy. Who who like have to kind of. Make, proud of being straight. Yeah, they're, like, they're so re- proud. <laughs> they have to like re like reaffirm everybody that they're so straight. Just in case. Yeah. Not, not that just in case I might get the wrong idea. Like, like you, they have what what is known as the the case of the not gays, like where they need to they need to express the fact that by the way, guys, totally not gay. Like I need I need some way, guys. My girlfriend, guys. My girlfriend. It's like, yeah, we know who she is. Like, you don't have to fucking talk to her, talk about her like that. Have you guys both watched uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yes. Okay. I have. Well, I have. <gasps> okay. Fought. Shun. Fought. Shun. Be the the slightest of spoilers. Uh, That's fine. Uh, but one of the main characters is gay, and mm-hmm. is so from the very first episode from the pilot. Uh, but every time he describes uh, a woman when he's like trying to be undercover or pretend to be straight, he talks about her, her, uh, what is it? Warm, heavy breasts. It's always heavy breasts. And he just, he, he does this. Just her, very her very supple, her, her feminine, heavy breasts. And you're like, <laughs> I be gayer. <laughs> like, God damn! It, it, it is it is the best it is the best like it's the best depiction of someone who's completely out of their element in every show. He was just trying to be like, uh, yes, my loving wife. Like he's just very Raymond Holt, Raymond Holt Captain Holt. 
Uh, yeah, he he's he's a great character. Just a great character overall. The whole show is. Uh, I, yeah, I, fuck. Have you even seen that? Like, oh yeah, my fuck god, you, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> you can't even talk about it now. You just, like, okay, where can I watch it? Hulu. Uh, Hulu. Oh. What? I don't have Hulu. I'll give you a fucking uh, login. I know, dude. I like, pay for shit. I'm the mom. You come to me for things. Fuck. Like, like I got myself. I got. I got my own like Netflix and Hulu shit. Like, I got. I got that connection already. Uh, I get my Spotify through Nick. Uh, because he because <laughs> he paid for a thing that like got, got him like. Like what? Five accounts? It's be four well, four family subscriptions, and I don't care. You give it to. But you only you needed two. And, and but you only needed two. Like so. Then, I then took my one. son, Kitty Man. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fucking my nailed son, it, Kitty dude. Man, who lives out in Texas? <laughs> he spread his wings, I guess. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I pay for shit. Yeah, you you definitely need to catch it. You need get that link. Outside. You also okay. Both of you, well, Nick, since you have Hulu, there's a documentary. I don't know if I brought it up in the podcast before. There is a documentary that you should totally watch. It's on. Uh, I didn't even find out what it's called. He's a. He's not a card magician, okay? He calls himself a mechanic. He's a card mechanic. Interesting. And I I liked the <laughs> distinction. There's, it's a, it's a, okay. There, there's an option to turn on watch only kid friendly programming. I'm really tempted to turn it on. Oh no! It's a, a documentary called Delt, and it's a it's a little documentary about him uh, dealing with his um, trade. I guess you could say, because it's a very it's very specific. It's not just card. He's not doing card tricks. He's he's do, he's a card mechanic. He's also completely blind, and he can do all this crazy shit that I have never like seen. That only he can do. And apparently, he's so good at being able to tell like a pack of cards by feel. That they like, he can tell like how much moisture was in the factory when it was made. Like he can tell all that shit, and the card company sent him like one, like here's one of every thousand cards or whatever, and I want you to go through and check it to see if that batch was good. Like that's how, that's how much they trust this guy's abilities and his fingertips. So yeah, definitely check that out. So there's two things you got to watch, Fought. You got to watch some Brooklyn Nine Nine, and you gotta watch Delt. I recommend that to anybody. Yeah. It literally blew my mind seeing this documentary. Like this guy is also based in Texas. I would love to go, like, just go see him. Just to be like, I want to hug you because I because I love your story. Um, yeah, other than, other than that, it's fine. A couple new trailers came out. I believe I linked them in the chat to you guys to have watched. Not sure if you did. Hopefully you did, but there is like Terminator Dark Fate, a new Terminator movie. I I, I just didn't get around to doing it. I was supposed to have time this afternoon. True. Uh, no, but yeah. it, it it's. I mean, the two that, trailers don't have. Still my fault for not preparing better, but I, but Terminator Dark Fate and Picard. 
Picard was like this very I'm, short. I'm 100% into both of them, just as a concept. <sighs> Linda Hamilton in anything I'll watch. Don't care. She She's... She's my, my TV. I think anything that's in the Terminator universe that doesn't take place either between one and two or before one, anything, or, or takes place in the future era, or at least that one particular future, before they send back, uh, what's his name? I forget his name. What's, what's, what's the guy they send back in the first movie? Before they send Hunky Man back uh, to father, <laughs> father the savior of the world. Yeah, I forgot his name. John, John Connor. No, no, no. The, the the dad. No, the the kid is John Connor. Fuck, I can't remember his name. I should know this. Isn't it Reed? Either way, before they send him back, that any there's only certain times I think that a movie can still be made. Because other than that, you kind of ruin the message behind the second Terminator. Mm-hmm. Like right. Terminator Two, the whole point was. Like, you can change shit, blah, 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 blah. Then Terminator 3 comes out and says, nah, it will still happen. All you did was delay it. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, way to ruin a good message there where it's just, we're closing this loop. Meh. A little bit. And then you got Salvation, and then you got Genesis, and then, (laughs) oh my god. And now it's Terminator Dark Fate. Lyndall Hamilton's back, and it's like... okay. Look, there, there's two things you have to know about the Terminator series. Okay. You know, one was good, two was great, gotten worse ever since, and I will always watch them. It doesn't matter why. <laughs> Those are the two things I need to know? Those two things you need to know about Terminator. They're shit, and I'll always watch them. <laughs> yeah. They're not good, and I'm going to keep giving them money. Cause yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I, I just, I've never not, like enjoyed something about the ride like it could be bad and you're just like yeah okay this is schlocky enough i can, I can get behind it i didn't mind you salvation okay, so fine. hard I, I don't care if the story is bad you brought arnold back like i didn't mind salvation so hard because again yeah. it took place as long as you didn't future. have everything ruined for you like apparently one of the trailers like ruined everything for which uh, one genesis for salvation uh oh oh uh, yeah. Is it the one that uh, exposed the fact that he was uh, actually a Terminator? Ah, yeah. It'd be but, like if you had the trailer of Blade Runner and it was like, by the way, guess who's a replica? Except like, just... 2049. I still haven't... Well, it's one of those things. Okay. It also Blade depends Blade. on which... It depends which cut of Blade Runner you watched, Okay. There's like 17 cuts, and each one of Which them... Which one are we talking about today? <laughs> What's today's answer? There, there's a whole different cut where just the font is different on everything, okay? like what, That's how crazy this shit is. The graphic designer's cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all in Comic Sans. Like, everything you see is in Comic Sans. <laughs> papyrus. That, that's even worse. Um, papyrus. Like Comic Sans at least is legible and printable. True, true, papyrus true. It's awful. It's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so used, but then it's there's so often. There was also the, the teaser for uh, uh, Picard that the, Picard too. the the post that I saw said it's been 25 years since all good things, and I'm like, so are we? We are gonna forget the movies, right? Is that is that what we're hoping to do? That the movies didn't count because they were shit? <laughs> Unless he just kind of like writes it off, like yeah, I was a Borg for a while, like. Well, the 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 Bork thing happened in the show. I'm talking about 
the movies sucked dick, starting with Generations. Like, could we? So we're gonna completely negate the fact that we killed like James Kirk by throwing like he's a he's holding onto a bridge, right? We're getting rid of that whole bridge death bullshit. Like they just go full comic book. Like uh, we'll just kill off people and bring them back indiscriminately. Like whatever this particular script requires, that's what we're gonna. That's fine. They wanted to get rid of the characters, but they wanted to have impactful moments. So like whatever. I, I was just like I didn't need to see Kirk die. I could have. It's fine. It's fine. We brought back Scotty in the show. That was fine. We brought back Bones in the show. That was fine. Right, Bones showed up. No, not Bones. Who showed up? Someone else showed up in the show. Another original crew member. Whatever. Uh, uh, like it wasn't Bones, was it, or was it Bones? Sulu shows up. Does Sulu show up in new, next gen? I think so. Isn't he in a captain or, or something in next generation in an admiral? I forget, man. It's hard to keep up. I haven't watched him in a long time. We're, we're watching through next generation right now. Lauren is, is her first uh, foray into Star Trek. Because I know Spock was in it. Spock was still alive during unification. And they brought yeah. back his dad as well. So that was always good. Dads are important, I hear. And he was affected by the by dementia, the the, the Vulcan dementia. He, he had he had the alien crazies. <laughs> could space crazies. He had the space crazies. But yeah, so if Picard if Picard renegates the movies, I'll be super happy. But I'm still kind of like the little teaser trailer is like. So why did you leave Starfleet? And it's it's just, it's just a shot of. Of uh, Patrick Stewart's face, like super, like serious, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. Cause I know Patrick Stewart. Again, it's so Patrick Stewart's entire arc when it comes to Star Trek is the most precious thing on the planet. Cause he started the show, cause he he did not believe in it. He was like, how the fuck do you continue such a legendary show? Like it, it's so campy and so in its own thing. You can't continue that. Because it doesn't work in today's era. And so apparently when he first started, uh, like in season one, he kept his bags packed. Because yeah, he, thought they were, he thought they were going to get canceled. And then so like by the time that like season three and four rolled around, like he really, he was fully sold in. Especially after Jane Roddenberry died because that's when he got better. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, he was fully bought in. And... Then, like, by the end of it, he was like, this, I'm very proud of what we did here. And it's so much to the point where when Galaxy Quest came out, he didn't want to go see it because he thought they were going to make, he thought they were making fun of him. Right. And Jonathan Frakes. It's one of the better Star Trek movies. Jonathan Frakes said, I saw it, dude. You need to watch it. And he's like, are you sure? Like, I feel like it's just going to be a big joke. And he's like, no, super respectful. You'll love it. (laughs) I I, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall phone call. Oh, yeah, to hear Jonathan Frakes call Patrick Stewart, dude, watch Galaxy Quest. no, you have to fucking watch this movie, bro. (laughs) Tim Allen is great. (laughs) Like, Alan Rickman is fucking phenomenal. Like, it's great. (laughs) It makes me think of what uh, Brent Spiner uh, and LeVar Burton think of it. I would love love to hear all of them get together and talk about a movie that they were not a part of. (laughs) I'd listen to that. I would love that particular like hour-long conversation like have them all watch it then talk about like what what 
resonated with them, what was close, blah, blah, blah. Or have them do it like, like I don't know, like director commentary style. Uh, oh, that'd like, be good. Over the whole movie, just, just like a, talk about stuff. a commentary track over Galaxy yeah. Quest. That would be fucking hilarious. They're not part. They didn't make the movie. They're not anything part of it, dude. <laughs> like we're just watching his fans, but here's what we think. Here's yeah. our thoughts on the thing. I'd pay money for it. I just know that now I Patrick Stewart, like other than the movies, because the movies were just kind of uh, whatever. But like. He says, I will never do Picard again unless the scripts are really good. And there's some respect on there. So it makes me think... Some respect on that name. I am excited to see what Patrick Stewart thinks is respectful towards Picard. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, dude, you're doing this show. I've, seen, I've been watching Discovery. I'm kind of... Eh, let's see where, let's see where you go with this, buddy. I don't know if Fott has ever watched Star Trek because he doesn't watch shit, apparently. He doesn't even watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Star uh, Trek? Oh, what was that Star Trek movie that came out? Star Trek 2009? The one, the one with uh, Pine? It's Pine. And Hemsworth. I guess, I guess yeah. so. I, I don't know. You got to tell us, Fott. Like, yeah, like... I could name a bunch of shit. You got to tell us. <laughs> was it the one with the whales? Like what? I don't know. I had a uh, time travel. I think. Was, was it Ricardo Montalban with his chest out? Is that the one? Oh, it's I a fake. It was, a, it was a fake chest. Um, time travel. Okay, so then yeah, probably there's the one with the whales. Then was it the old Star Trek? Is it classic Trek? <laughs> was it a bald captain or a horny captain? Hornier <laughs> captain. Really horny, Captain. Um, My celibacy is on record, Captain. Green chicks or was somebody reading minds? Like, give us something. I think there was a green chick. Man, you're terrible at this fight. Holy <laughs> shit. This is why you use Bing. Are you thinking of this Guardians exactly of the Galaxy? I, I, feel like, I feel like Bing me, runs your brain me. right now because it is awful. Let me, let me use Bing to figure this why, out. Why you're thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> That's Gamora. <laughs> oh no, dude! Papaya. Oh yeah, it was the the 2009 version. Yeah. Okay. Where Chris <clears throat> Hemsworth was an unknown actor. Yeah. <laughs> he he was the fill-in for five minutes in the cold open. <laughs> oh man, Thor Thor really helped his career out. It really did. He he put the time in early and got rewarded on the back end. I respect it. Respect. Cap of Pride? Like, he got rewarded in the back end. I hope so. I hope he got rewarded in the back end. Uh, but speaking of Thor, Taika Waititi is apparently going to be doing a live-action Akira movie. I have heard rumors of that. Yep. And it is set to be released in summer 2021 with Neo Tokyo setting confirmed, which means... Okay, so it's going to take place in Neo-Tokyo. Because um, the whole thing is, it take, it, the, the, the manga and stuff took place in the 2020 Olympics, right? There was something about that, where the 2020 Olympics were in Tokyo. And, yeah, I think that's right. And surprisingly enough, 2020 is where it's in, it's, they're having in Tokyo. The Olympics are happening in Tokyo. They called it, dude. They fucking called it. 
they kind of might have encouraged it a little bit. <laughs> it, we gotta make sure Akira happens. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the worst, dude. That's actually the like fucking when, worst. You know, back in like 2000, they were like, you know, you know, it takes about 20 years to get that ball rolling, and you know, Akira said it happened in 2020, so I'll give it a shot. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with the story, like how, because like, we're, we're now, we're now in a post, I guess, Endgame kind of world where a big spectacle movie that's three hours long can work. Like, are how? What's the time constraint on an Akira live action movie? Because you kind of have to. I think ease people in because I don't know how general audience they want to go. Because like when the animation came out, anime was anime; they could do whatever the fuck they want, especially back then. Yeah. Like I don't know if have you guys ever have you guys watched Akira, like the actual anime, or read it, anything like that? I haven't read Familiar the actual with manga, but I've watched the movie. And it's fucking iconic as shit. Uh, so personally, I'm a little like. Worried, but I trust Taika Waititi, so I, I, I'm I in a weird spot where I can't, I don't want to be that super cynical, like, oh, Hollywood's going to fucking ruin it. Especially when it's like, you have Taika, dude. You got fucking Hawaiian shirt, man. Like, you can't, you can't beat that. You can't beat the tropical shirt, man. You fucking, you just, you just, what we do in the shadows was just so fucking brilliant. Like, how could you not... And Ragnarok was so fucking brilliant. How could you not? How could you not be part of like part of that and be like, yeah, this is good. This is really good. Oh, this is gonna be good. But, uh, cause like, what do they do? They do like weird experiments in that fucking movie, oh, and in that story. And this is where I use my segue powers. To talk about that other uh, uh, thing I wanted to talk about. That uh, a judge apparently allowed uh, parents to use uh, their dead son's sperm to make grandchildren. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Like, apparently the, the kid, he said that if uh, anything happened to him, he wanted to have... Or the one thing he wanted was to have kids in a family. But that was like a... It was like... He he said it. it. It's it's not really in written. Right, like it wasn't a written will. It wasn't a le- there wasn't a legal document behind it. Like the parents could just be lying and say that he wanted kids. There's no real way to. I'm just trying to figure out what that is in Alabama. Is that kidnapping? Um. Would would you consider a kidnapping? No. No. Apparently, depending on who you ask in the the Alabama legislature, uh, a a <laughs> a fertilized embryo that's not actually implanted in a womb somewhere doesn't count as a person. It's just when it's in a woman specifically. So maybe not. I don't know. I don't really understand how the rules are interpreted around. <laughs> things are things are a little bit you know crazy but like uh let me read the part of judge ruling like, at, the, at this time the court will place no restrictions on the use to which peter's parents may ultimately put their son's sperm including its potential for pro- procreative purposes 
Like they're gonna, there's, they can do whatever they want with it because he's dead, and they and, and so they hold all power of attorney over his body, including I guess organ donations and that. Should his parents choose to do so in the future, it would not do violence to his memory. That's a very strange way to to word that. It's weird. I don't know. Would you that, now? Now I have to think about it. Like, would you guys write now? Now, now that that's a there's some precedent put upon that. Um. Would you? What would you write into your will that if you didn't have kids and something you got into an accident like that? This guy got into a skiing accident and was hospitalized, pronounced brain dead. Would are you now gonna have to put no. into your will and don't make children from my fucking sperm if I allow this to serve? Don't make children from my fucking sperm. It, it, this is on public record. Okay, witnesses <laughs> are here. This is a legally binding agreement. This is a legally binding podcast. <laughs> it, it actually would hold up in court. Do not use my fucking sperm to make some weird, fucked up freak kids when I'm dead. I what? use my body for anything else, everything else but that. Like I'm, I'm an organ donor. I, I don't know. Fought you? Same. Uh, hmm. I don't know. You don't know if you're an organ donor? Oh no, I'm an organ donor. I was like, check the check your fucking license, my dude. You need to change that shit right away. I I just don't know how I feel about the whole. Yeah, just just hijack my sperm and make kids with it. I mean, yeah, you know what? I I wouldn't be cool with it. I wouldn't. Part of me is kind of like, well, I'm if I'm dead, do I care? Like, do I really care? If I'm in that situation, I don't know, man. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> I have very strong opinions about why I don't want to have kids. And that's specifically about my particular genetics getting passed on. That's a huge part of the concern for me. So, yeah, taking my sperm and making kids would be a gross violation of who I am as a person. Count me down as a maybe legally binding podcast. <laughs> That's what this is. This is going to be called the legally binding podcast. Yeah, <laughs> That's... The name of this episode. <laughs> we got it now. I like the binding podcast, actually. <laughs> maybe the new name. We'll, we'll keep y'all up to date. Uh, the legally binding episode. Here you go. Where we just start proclaiming shit. Like, this is our video, Will, right here. Hey, it, it, that should absolutely count. I feel like it should, 100%. Sound, mind, and body. Just saying common sense shit. Anybody who knows me should know that that's my opinion on that. Come on. I, I feel like... How far have we come that we're just kind of like... Oh, yeah. Uh, well, your son is uh, brain dead. Uh, so... <laughs> what, what would you like to... Yeah, yeah what would you like to do? So, like... Where would the where do the parents like where would that fucking mindset come from? That is it their desire for grandchildren? Was it really his desire for kids? Like even it if have, it would have to also include their desire for grandchildren, or else they wouldn't do it probably. Well, because I have to think about like okay, so oh, if I if oh okay, I, hold up. Uh, specifically, on. one piece of evidence that I think we need to make clear. Okay. He did not have sperm donations on ice somewhere. That's what I'm saying. They were extracted post-accident. took that shit. 
They took it out of it. That's what I'm saying. That's oh. that, that's so much more fucked up. Yeah, it wasn't like he had shit. Uh, I wasn't uh, okay uh, with it when he just had sperm on ice. That's how not okay with this I am. <laughs> that's what I mean by they, they just oh, said like, oh, you're brain dead. And the parents go, could you give me that sperm well, though? Could you get... <laughs> I mean... Like... Can, you still, can can we still get it out? Like like where where did that fucking like idea come from? Other than like there must be some really deep desire for grandchildren. But even then, it's kind of like, dude, that's a hard no. That's gonna what, be a hard it? no. Let me let me look this up again. Let me uh, the good old good old Bing. Good old God good old, damn it. Good old Bingalingaling. <laughs> I guess uh, I'm typing in uh, parents want sperm. That's that's uh, <laughs> that's that's not a thing you search in Bing. You're gonna get really p- good porn, dude. You're gonna get that taboo incest porn. Oh my god. <laughs> that's not the search you want to be fucking <laughs> putting in, dude. <laughs> Safe search on. <laughs> Safe search on, dude. Oh no. <laughs> oh fine. Um, okay, I, I have to I, read through I... this. That's a lot to read through. I don't even know what you sometimes. You little scamp. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so let me let me read a uh, from this excerpt from a 2018 ethics report. Is a uh, posthumous gamete or sperm uh, retrieval or use for reproductive purposes ethically justifiable if written documentation from the deceased authorizing the procedure is available, which makes sense. Uh, but it goes on to make one exception, saying, in the absence of written documentation from the decedent. Not the deceased, but decadent, decadent. I don't know. Programs open to considering requests for posthumous use of embryos or gametes should only do so when such requests are initiated by the surviving spouse or partner. So the parents are not either of those things. Like apparently in twenty in two thousand seven, a court in Iowa granted a request by parents to retrieve their son's sperm so they could donate it to their son's fiance. Which, okay, like if if, they, if there was an untimely death, but they wanted kids, blah, 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 like, okay, I guess, I guess, don't know if I would want any partner of mine to go, yeah, but I still want kids though, <laughs> like, I think it's okay, I would be okay, hey, if I die, an untimely death before anything happens. I would want you to move on. I'd want you to to be okay and just find someone else and find that connection again with someone else and and have that person's children. Like that's fine. That's fine. What if she just backs out? What if she just backs out? Like, I don't know. Like nah, I'm sketched. Like I'm not doing this. Well, there was that. Uh, uh, there was, the if you ever watched House, if you guys watch, I know Nick watched the first, at least the several first seasons. Thought I had, up to when he went to rehab. He gets out of there pretty quickly. I know it's a very big triggering thing, but still, uh, yeah. you should totally skip that entire part. I think there's, I, I, it's I only like the first like a, five episodes. 
I, I think I've watched maybe like the last season just without context or a recap or something. Like I know how it ends. Yeah, but the end, the ending itself is kind of whatever. I like the the journey there. But five, have you ever seen House? I've only seen a handful of episodes. Okay, well, Dr. Cameron, her her big thing that gets revealed over the course of the first few seasons is the fact that, like, okay, so she was married before, uh, he died of cancer, but then apparently, like, she knew about that before even going in, so he was a dying man beforehand, uh, and so that's, like, her flaw is she wants to take care of broken people, and part of it is that she still has his sperm on ice, like, and that was a big issue that came up was later on. Right, was kids. whether or not she would have his kids. Hmm. Like, because there's a certain point where then she, she gets with Dr. Chase. So Chase and Cameron were together. And he was always kind of like, if you, you having that means that you always have like, a, an, like an exit strategy. And oh, there's always something else that you always have that backup plan that you shouldn't need. Right. So this whole thing is very, very weird and very strange. Here's another one. A judge in Texas granted a mother the right to have her son's sperm retrieved when he died at the age of 21 in 2009. She intended to hire a surrogate to carry his child. Damn. Like, there wasn't a spouse involved. There was no partner. He just died young. And she was like, nah, but I want them grandbabies. Like, give me that. I want them so much, I'm going to pay someone to carry it. It's weird, man. And it's, 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 this is fucking next level science fiction shit. Like, <laughs> it's really weird. Like, just, if, if you have to push the ethical boundaries, maybe just don't. Like, as a default. You'd be like, oh, wow. If this is such a weird thing, like, maybe I should back off a little bit and not do this. Like, I understand being able to create the procedure to do do it and stuff, but uh, in practice, I think might be one of those things where let's give us let's give it a bit more time. Let's give it a, a bit more time before we before we go forward on this one. If y'all want to do that, go adopt. Like there there's plenty of kids in the foster system. Go get one of those. They need it. They really do badly. It's frustrating. So even though the judge ruled on this, according to this article, um, according to the New York Times, finding a surrogate willing to carry the baby may not be easy. The same goes for finding a fertility clinic willing to give the sperm to the surrogate so the baby can be raised by its grandparents. So... Hey, our son died. He really wanted kids. Who wants to be the mommy? We'll pay you. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I said, I'd feel, I'd feel kind of. It's up in the air, even if there was a partner, because I, I feel like you should be able to. You should just move on. Like I feel like if something were to happen to me, I would hope you'd move on. I would hope that there'd be some sort of closure and not just. Oh yeah, well he died, and there's his kid. <laughs> like, no, like if I die, I want Lauren to be fucked up. I'm just kidding. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, to have your to have your children after you're gone. Lauren, please don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Legally binding <laughs> podcast says no. You can't. You're not allowed I'm very to. Upset with you in my non-existence. 
<laughs> I'll haunt you. Just I'll knock sit it. there <laughs> in the void and just be angry about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna dangle some wind chimes at you. You fucking watch out. If there is a hell, there's a spot for me. I'm gonna come back for you. I'm coming back. It's just such Saving a, a spot fucking just weird. It's such a weird story. Like just as a whole, that's a very weird story. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about the kind of precedent like that sort of thing sets. Because I feel like that's only a like a rich people problem. Don't you think? Like, cause mm-hmm. paying and paying a no surrogate's not cheap. Do that one way or the other. Right, it's gonna be an option. A surrogate is really fucking expensive. Like to take the sperm and then essentially do IVF is also expensive. Like, what is it? Like a couple thousand, thousand, like a few grand, several grand. Oh yeah, several Easily. grand, easy. It depends on on how many takes it takes. How many take him? Yeah, that's another thing. Like, what if you run out of sperm before you fucking get it right? You can't just say like, "Hey, go again." Nope, it's that's <laughs> it, dude. No going again. No go again. There's none of that shit. You're you're done. So you shot your last shot, dude. So and it was after you were technically brain dead. <laughs> well, how, what's the procedure like? I have to like. It, I, I don't want to be disrespectful to the dead, but what's that procedure like? Do they have to like jerk them off? Do they just go in with a with a with a? Do they surgically get in there? I I don't know. I suppose they could since he's you know dead and being yeah. used for getting bone stuff at that point. Like I guess you could, but right, they don't go in and surgically remove it for like a horse when you're inseminating it. Like, I don't know. Seems like the easiest way is the old-fashioned way. That's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, all right, we're drawing straws today, nurses. Who's going to jerk off the dead guy? It, it would have to be a surgical procedure. There's no way you would convince somebody to do that. I <laughs> I feel like... I feel like not you, doing that does not violate the Hippocratic. I feel like if someone were to... If a nurse were to do that or whatever, or even a doctor, to, to manually stimulate... A brain dead person for extraction. I feel like you'd go home that day and just kind of sit in the corner and like have like some scotch with you and just just think about shit for a while because you're like I just jerked <laughs> off a dead dude. Like I don't know, man. Like I picked the wrong profession. <laughs> I should have been a librarian. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't know why librarian, but should have been a librarian, man. I could be telling kids to shut up right now. I could be cataloging things. Like not not this shit. Okay, so uh, let's see. We got, we got about half an hour left. I think uh, that's plenty of time to, to rant about Game of Thrones. So... <laughs> I know Zelia said he didn't want to... He couldn't stick around. Even though he should have watched the... You should have watched it already. It's been it's been since five days. Or just be spoiled. It's not gonna change. Or just be spoiled. Yeah, it doesn't change what you're gonna see. It's, it's not, not like gonna fix it. Oof, I think that's itself is a spoiler for for your thoughts. Uh, 
Uh, fo- I mean, it's really not. Like my 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 thoughts on the episode, are my uh, continuation of my thoughts for the other episode. Like this shit was rushed. Like they they bailed for Star Wars. It's obvious. Like you can see how the story that was unfolded could be interesting if they did it. They, like, you could time you could see the particular plot points, and the plot points themselves are not much of an issue. It's the execution and arrival. Yeah, it's just it's terrible storytelling, at the very least. So that's what happens like, when storytelling is boring, you end up going with tropes, and that's why it's not good. Or even occasionally, like just downright, like not okay. So spoiler, 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 spoiler. Warning. If you haven't seen this, if you're watching this on YouTube, you hopefully you've already Look seen right it. There. Already it's a spoiler done. warning. Spoiler yeah. warning. Here somewhere. All right, so um, what, what's your what's your take? What's your take away from this episode? Other than thank God, Ghost got pets. Holy shit! Right, <laughs> that was the only part I liked. Really, the goodest of boys, good boy or best boy? Hmm. I mean, best. <laughs> what, what, what was Stephen Colbert's thing? Great boy or greatest boy? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, you see my little white texted in them there, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. He is best boy. Go uh, ahead and put up the poll. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, um, it, it's a. Uh, it's what. It, I, I I think I can describe my entire feeling on the episode is this: as we start to get towards Danny's demise, like. I'm not surprised that that's going to happen, but I found myself dreading that it was going to happen now. Like, not because I was even, like, I, I was convinced it was going to happen. But I was convinced that was going to happen because that makes sense from a really kind of perspective, I guess. Could be interesting, but wasn't. Uh, but, like, I'm just sitting there like, really? We're just going to plow right into it? Like, with no, like, pomp and circumstance? We're just going to... Uh, quick kiss and then a stabby stabby? And not the good kind? Like... It's so rushed, every bit of it, man. It should have been great. Like, a dragon destroying King's Landing should have been the coolest thing ever, and it was uncomfortable instead. Just horribly uncomfortable. I like the fact that it was uncomfortable. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with with what happened. I'm fine with the fucking wanton destruction. That's fine. I just don't... Against it, it's just like... We never got to see anything that like felt right. I just think that we could have had just that an extra episode or two leading up to it. Leading up to getting ten, there. Ten episodes, it might have could have worked. If they'd done two seasons of it, it really could have. It could have. They could have done ten seasons. But I'm willing to bet that they just had to nuke the story so bad because they killed so many other storylines. Like Doran's all gone. Uh. Uh, the other Targaryen doesn't even show up. Like a ton of people that aren't alive anymore. People that never showed up in the the show at all. Like Brienne's probably fucking dead. Like, Who? Brienne. She like, shows up in the fucking last episode. She's writing in the book. In oh, you the mean book, the book? She's probably fucking oh, dead. She's writing- oh, I thought you meant like I thought we were talking about the show. I was like, she was there. No, she was in the book. She was writing like, her Jamie Lannister fan fiction. Post. Like, yeah, she like, she's like this close to being dead, and it's like okay, next book, and we're just waiting, waiting to. But I'm I'm pretty I'm, I'm, I'm wondering like, I'm wondering <laughs> if I'm wondering if that because they 
they knew how like, George told them how the conclusion was going, and that's why it became. It really felt like here are the cliff notes of the of the story beats we were given. He, here, here's where. By the way, Arya kills the Night King. Uh, by the way, uh, Bran ends up becoming king. Uh, by the way, <laughs> John kills Danny. By the way. Like, uh, John kills Danny, and John. we don't see anybody but the fucking dragon react on screen. Everybody else is just like, oh, well, okay, we're moving on with the consequences. Like, we don't even get to see anybody grieve. Like, <sighs> we saw Angry Grey Worm, and that's it. Yeah. We saw him at, at the fucking hearing. Like, why couldn't we have seen him, like, get the news? Like, I'd actually be curious to see how that played out. Like, they come in, and John's like, hey, so... I killed Danny, and then a dragon, took yeah. dragon fucked off with her. Right, like arrest me. I think, like, I, yeah. Like, how did that fucking I go about logistics? How would a great one just not just straight out kill him? No shit, right? Like, uh, there's, uh, so. I don't think a good ending should pose more questions than it answers. What happened to the Dothraki? What happened to them telling her, like, 30 seconds before on screen, like, hey, here's where the Iron Fleet is. And then she's like, okay, let's just wall up in there and not remember the Iron Fleet's there. Like, they whooped our ass, like, two weeks ago. Well, like, let's forget about them and die by the same strategy. And here's the thing. And here, here's an interesting uh, uh, tactical piece of information that I thought was interesting to show how quickly it was rushed. Because, okay, the Iron Fleet t- takes out one of the dragons is probably, by the way, by the way, how they, how they get down to one dragon is this. And so instead of like, okay, well, Euron has like these magicians underneath the boats. Like that's part of his whole thing. And like he probably could have been shrouded in mist so they didn't know that he were there. So they, there was a sneak attack. All these things that they could have done that are in the book that are like reference that are references in the book and they could have like you know totally fucking taken advantage of instead it was just like nope they just shot it but like Here, uh, what i would find out was take? no wait hang on for what i found out just from a hundred feet in the air you have a 12 mile fucking point of view around you from a hundred feet, and those dragons fly pretty goddamn day. high, and you're on yeah. a clear day. Though, oh yeah, they just, they just shot it. <laughs> they were high. Here's my hot take. I think when the books come out, if they ever do, when, when Brandon Sanderson finishes them. Oh, uh, that's a hot. That's the hottest take. <laughs> yeah. when, when, that, when that happens uh, in 2024. Uh, wow, that'd be weird. Anyway, uh, whatever the book does end up coming out, if, if so. <laughs> I think what will happen is the whole dragons, you know, zombie dragon, and I don't know if any of them will ever die. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, there's no need for there to be an ice dragon to take down the wall in the books because we have the horn. The, there's this horn that will knock the whole fucking wall down. But the Nike, yeah. but the Nike doesn't have that, do they? Does no, it? Sam has it. Who? Sam. Samuel Tarley? Mm-hmm. Has a horn that will knock down the wall. will knock down the wall. I mean that—that's you know a pervasive fan theory, but it's a, a theory with just as much backing as, as any other that's been proven right by the show. Like, just—I wouldn't be surprised if that whole thing is just not how that goes. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she just rolls in and wipes the floor with him. Uh, 
I don't know. But the question is, how, why would he use that like, horn? Well, I mean, I don't know. It would be hard to find a reason. But, like, I'm trying to wrap my brain around how you can even make the ending from the show work with the book. Because you don't have... Euron isn't Euron the way he is in the book. Like, there's two different people that kind of got smushed together to make Euron. It's Victorian and Euron, and they're very different approaches, and there's a lot going on there. Right. Uh, like, things are just so different, even from just where we left off with the books, that it can't get to where it got. It's but I, I, I feel like I feel the same way from the start, though. Like, since the adaptation started, everyone's like, oh, the first few seasons are so faithful. And it's like, they cut out a lot. Like, they're, they, they had to streamline it quite a bit regardless of how close it was and how, how, how much it felt. There's a lot of things. Like, I don't know who uh, Kevin Lannister is. Uh, Uncle? That's not, he's not in the show. It's, it's, uh, I think it's Tyrion's uncle, which would be, uh. The one who went to Valyria? Yes? Yeah, the one who went to Valyria with the the family. But I think you're right, yeah. And never came back. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Not in the show. Have no fucking clue. I mean, there's all sorts of shit. Again, Lady Stoneheart, I think that's a really interesting show. You know, part of it, part that isn't in the show. Because, you know, the whole the whole point that that's trying to show is that when you come back, you come back different, changed, a, a different person. And, like, yeah, if they you're no longer the on same that person. For John, like, if John came back very like, turned, and so was, you know, loving good old John, but also, that I could see him coming back and being like, I have to be much more utilitarian because, you know, there's nothing beyond this, so we have to we have to treat life precious because there is no afterlife. And but so but Barrick comes back stop. a billion times, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's mm. not the same kind of Barrick. Like the brother with that banner is pretty uh, lawful evil in the books. Not and, like he comes back really really quick too, which is uh, another point. Like Stoneheart comes back a long time later, and after she's been like in the river and bloated and shit, so like comes back real hardcore tainted like she she is hardcore she's who's leading the brotherhood without banners and just killing everybody uh so i mean if you just had john lie lie there for a day or two like he could come back real dark and like i said i think it'd be interesting if he killed danny because he values the life of all people like specifically and he's like no we can't just go killing people indiscriminately like there's nothing else after this this is all that matters like that could be an interesting take, but you can't have that because we didn't do Stoneheart. We didn't uh, but, but establish. You, but you didn't need to do Stoneheart because again, they they you had could asked, have though. But in no, the books, it would have. Yes, I know. I'm just saying. But like in the show, they still could have done that as the ending. If, right. If they spent more time. No, not even that. All you needed was a few lines because they have they peppered it throughout the last few seasons, questioning. Hey, so you died, right? And they're like, yeah. Is there anything after this? No. They ask Barrick that shit. They ask John that shit, and they're both just like, "Nah, they're, they're, this is it." Like there was nothing. So because they kind of threw that out there, that's all you need. Because now here's the motivation. This is now. Like they could have done that at, like prior to the battle Battle of Winterfell. If they had John say shit like that sh- about that, here's the re- here's why we're fighting. It's not just to live. It's because this life is it. If you die here, it's so other people can also have their now, and not just our now. Our now, our now is to, to, to create future nows, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> as, as weird as that sounds, 
someone who's a who give give it time and spruce it up with a writer and <laughs> but preferably not D and D. Spruce that dialogue up with a writer and make that speech work. And he that's all you need. And then whenever you get the confrontation in the throne room, John would just be like, "But this is what we fought for." Like, we fought for all, and she goes like, yes, but for what my right is. That's when he just goes, well, then fuck it. <laughs> like, And then you're like, okay, so now it's no longer just I do a sad and stabby stabby my love. Because that itself as a trope is really fucking problematic. Yeah, it, just, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work for me. It's going to be a no for me, dog. I mean, that's why I think that okay, then John shouldn't have been the one to do it. Like John should have been like, "This is, this is it. This is now." Like he could have had that, not no, I, I think, not done I think it. Your version's fine. I think that works. Like it just. I, I still, didn't. I still think, I still think that it. who should have done it was Arya. I don't disagree. Only because she is so not necessarily heartless, but determined and cold from her experiences in that sense. And she still could have gotten away with like killing a queen. Right, like she could have snuck away, and then like after uh, the fallout of seeing having a dead Danny and John being like, "Well, here's what happened." Arya is still, you know, no one. She can sneak off, and then whenever they bring everything together about what do we do now with Danny dead, blah blah blah, they can still have that council scene. And Tyrion already defied her, so he was already taken away. He can still have his his little speech. And then John isn't a fucking fugitive, and Bran still gets to become uh, uh, king. And then you just have a scene where all of them are together there in King's Landing. They're talking to Bran, and there's Arya just kind of pulling the, like, I'm leaving now. Like, here's the thing, and they're kind of like, well, you can't stay here. You're kind of, you know, wanted as the king slayer, the queen slayer. And then she's kind of like, I know, that's why I'm going west. And they're just kind of like, okay, tearful, tearful thing, and she fucks off. Then there's no need to go to the Night's Watch, but Jon decides, I want to go back to the North. I want, I want like the North still. Yeah, they, they only had him go back to the Night's Watch. Young, like he, he got there and was like, all right, peace, I'm out again. <laughs> he seemed super torn up about it though, which made no sense. It's like it, it just kind of seemed. I don't know. Like what? what know, that's a good look. He, he's always brooding. That that could have been a happy thing. Oh, <laughs> saying like thought your thoughts like what what do you, you think about how how that shit went down? Thought and I watched it by the way, Nick. Together, we were yeah. we were in Discord watching the shit together. I, I, I do. We, we need we need to do that more often, by the way. Just have little watch parties. I'm cool with that. I uh, I I, I don't know. Uh, when when I first saw it with you, I was just like, eh, it was okay. The, the more I think about it, though, it's just like there's more plot holes and there's just like, how how do you like, why, why can't they just make four more episodes? They could have made an entire other season, dude. They could have done anything they wanted. They had, they had basically a blank check. I mean, the only thing that they would have to do is go to the actors and renew contracts at that point. Because I think they only had them for eight years, I think. Or eight eight seasons. All you need to do is say, "Hey, like, we're gonna take another like year off, and we're gonna do another season. Uh, and here's how much money we're gonna offer every single one of you. 
and see where it what goes. What if you were to do two six-episode seasons? And be like, hey, we'll, we'll shoot 12 of them. It'll be a slightly longer shoot, but you only have to do it once. Then you'll be done. You only have to do two more two more episodes than a regular season. Yeah, and then we'll just wrap it up. Like, we know it's a little bit more than you wanted. Here, pay you for it. I think it'll... They, they would have. Cause they I, I think if you if you did that, hell, you could have just done whole episodes that didn't involve some people. Like you could have just left Cersei and all them out of it completely for two episodes. You're not even filming the extra. You're just gonna be like mentioned, you know, and others. Spoken like, of. Yeah. I think See, the, this is not fucking hard. We can do this. They can do this. Fuck. The, yeah, they tell the truth. Like the first season, say the the this this new season eight could have been everything leading up to uh, the longest night. So it could have been all of that. So six episodes just to do all the lead up and all the Night King shit. And then, okay, so the season ends with uh, the the ending of the Night King. And then they're just kind of like, well, fuck, now we have to go down south. Like, and that's how it ends. It ends in kind of a, we're, we're kind of fucked here having to go down with this, with what we have left. Yeah. Like, and that would have been the ending of it. And then everyone, you could have an entire... Whatever, however long of speculation, and then the next six episodes would be the like the first episodes, like the the planning and the starting of the march, along with all the. By the way, I'm a Targaryen, and all that drama playing out, and then like episode two is like them traveling. Episode three is them like discussing and planning shit, and then and talking about it, doing the little exchange uh, about hey. Um, you should just give up, and Tyrion kind of just being, "Hey, have we not give up?" And it would probably be staged better, and not just, "Hey, let's just stand in the open in front of the scorpions that could that could take us out in an instant." <laughs> like just, all of us are here. Fly a banner behind the fucking dragon. <laughs> Surrender. <laughs> just say like, "Hey, don't shoot, please." I know we took out a, you just took out a dragon, but don't shoot. We're here. In 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 my my headcanon for the book which will never come out so I can just go ahead and live in that, that happy reality where it's how I want to go. Uh, she, she rolls up the king's landing with all three dragons. Have three different banners. Surrender or die. <laughs> <laughs> like, just flying around like a plane advertisement? Just yeah, all three exactly of them? Like <laughs> Surrender or die? Like, as, they, as they launch the little, little wooden spears at the dragon you're just like catching and like you know, fucking with their teeth with and tossing aside, like, because the scorpion didn't work, because it's just a big ballista, like, you, you can't even get a high enough angle to hit the dragons, like, all they have to do is come from an approach vector that's, like, above a 45 degree angle, and you can't do shit, like, it, it's so dumb, like, as soon as you hit a certain height, like, above them, just hover above them, like, there's nothing you could do, like, just stand straight above them and just shoot fireball straight down. Like that's all you have to do. They'll never be able to hit you. They'll free like. It's just dumb. That's what I'm saying. Dumb. I think that if they had, if they, if you, because like in the books, Euron has those like magical people chained up, right? Like he has a bunch of shit, like warlocks and shit. Like he has a lot of crazy shit that go, he has magical with him. He could totally be like, all right, I need you guys to for, form a mist. And so yeah. everything is they're, so they're hidden. So he they yeah. could have been like around Blackwater Bay is all misty and shit, 
and they can't see that there's a where the Iron Fleet is, or he has part of the Iron Fleet over there to, as a misdirection, and they have the mist over here, so they think, oh, the Iron Fleet's over there, and they're gonna pincer Could've us. Could have been the the Battle of Blackwater Bay, but with a bigger. Right, like all I'm thinking about is, okay, so they see they see part of the Iron Fleet over there, and they're like, okay, if we go in, they want to surround us and come in as we're going in, and like, so they're it- so they're thinking, let's move over here, maybe the mist will be okay. And then they get shot out through the mist, and one of the dragons goes down. If they had just had that short, like, five minutes of how you could get surprise attacked, not just Aladdin like, or, like, fucking Falcor flying, I'm flying! I'm flying! <laughs> like, the fucking goes down. If you... <laughs> no, like, if for, for the second Iron Fleet, like, demolishment, don't they just, like, cut away to them getting stranded on the beach? Like, like... They just like skip the entire fight and then they're just washing up. I'm pretty sure it does for the Iron Fleet. Yeah, for for the second naval battle that last season, like just... no, they didn't cut to anything except for Euron getting to the beach where Jamie was. Okay, you didn't so see it's any. Worse. It's even worse than that. <laughs> she strafed everything and burned it all down, and then Euron shows up on shore. And it just cuts away, Euron. And Arriving it, on the secret beach that no one knows about. <laughs> like, he just happened to show up where the secret passage was. I wonder if Jamie's here so I can kill him. Uh, <laughs> and then and then Jamie becomes the tankiest person alive. <laughs> he just had so many hit points. Like, he, just... <laughs> he, 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 he just, out of sheer will, got himself to Cersei. You know. It was... It was... It was not good. No, it was fine. But you could tell that you could definitely see it as, like again, to me, I feel like D&D were like, this is how we make PowerPoints. Like, <laughs> here are our bullet points. Uh, by the way, Danny, stabs, uh, Danny gets stabbed by John. By the way, Bran becomes the king. By the way. And that's how it really seemed to me, that they were just... Taking the bullet point, like conclusions yeah. that they already yeah, had. It was somebody's outline. Mm-hmm. It was an outline. That entire episode was more like an outline for the next two seasons. Like here's the things that need to get done, and so they did. Like just fill in the gaps yourself. <laughs> hey, f- fix the game yourself. Yeah, well, the patch is coming. <laughs> it's it's honestly how that that episode and the entire season kind of felt. But as I said, what what happened did not bother me. Although, like I I read some hot takes about the whole trope of uh, woman being killed by man. Yeah, you fridged her. Yeah, I get you that. You Danny, which you didn't have to necessarily be that trope if you'd done the story well. It's really hard to even know how I feel about the story because it wasn't done properly. And it wasn't given enough time to, like, I guess, justify it. But again, yeah. even then, if it, it, sh- it shouldn't have been John. He should have had the opportunity and then chosen not to because he's kind of been a pussy this entire time. Like, and I think that's John's character. He's very noble. He's very do the right thing. And that means he would not become the Queen Slayer. He would not do it. But Arya would. Like I said, the only way that works is if you have him come back tainted and, and valuing life. Like, that, that, that's all I could see is him being grim enough to realize that, that the, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. 
and to, to kill this one person now, despite how he feels for it, it will save thousands or millions of lives. So, I mean, that, that speech, she was ready to go full fascist. Oh. She was going to march straight over Europe. I mean... And we will fight them on the beaches. <laughs> yeah, like... So, like, if you did it right, if you let him stew about it personally for, like, I don't know, five minutes or so, maybe? An episode, maybe? Like, just any amount of time. Like, if it was, like, it's prior... It's not necessarily a bad story. It's just impossible to tell. If it was prior to, say, the march out of King's Landing, like, if they had take, taken over, she does her speech, she basically tells her intentions that, I'm gonna fuck shit up, and he has to sit there... And then is like, well, shit. Because what makes me think they were trying to do that was when she talks about, you know, oh, everyone will bend the knee from Winterfell to so and so. Kind of cuts to all the Stark kids. You're like, oh, she she's sending a shot across the bow. Like, if you'd done that for an episode or two, that would have been interesting. But you did it once, and that was it. And we're supposed to just be satisfied. Like a, although, although like an unsatisfied lover just oof. sitting here, oh, <laughs> is this all you're putting out for me, baby? Okay, not enough. I guess, I guess this is better than nothing. You have to also, though, take into account one of the best parts of the episode, and even the series came out of this season, where <laughs> no, not oh, that was awesome. That was cool as shit. Could have been again. That could have been longer as well. It would have been a great fight. Uh, had it like gone down like a little higher, to, they went back up to the top of the room, that top room. That would have been cool. But there was that, that was a very well framed fight. But what I liked was the council, where uh, their uncle stands up and starts fucking. Well, uh, here's why, and then Sansa just says, "Sit down, uncle. Like, shut the fuck up." <laughs> like we don't need all these self-proclamation bullshit people anymore. Like, don't need you to step up there, buddy. <laughs> like, it was what fishing for that. <laughs> no one was sitting here asking. Get it? Get it? Cause he's a Tully. Uh, <laughs> that's really bad. That's real. That's really bad. <laughs> uh, I, I was watching it and it was dead quiet, and I just hear Kitty Man like. <laughs> well, cause, so like she just says sit down uncle and I just <laughs> god damn it that's fucking great <laughs> Look, that is great oh. yeah I, I was worried they were actually going to let him go for a minute I was like are we really doing this really <laughs> Sansa just mm-mm. mm-mm uncle you sit the fuck down we're canceling that shit <laughs> Sansa's you know Almost everything I ever wanted her to be. I just would like, you know, ten more hours of it. I think I, a Sansa show. Just like sitting on the throne making, you know, really good decisions. I mean, she didn't always make good decisions. She had the No, just that last season. She played that perfectly. I mean, <laughs> to a T. Uh, I, I she, think... She, she, at least, I mean, like... Best arc. It, it feels a little, little ham-fisted. But she very much took over for Littlefinger. Like, she actually put who she wanted on the throne. Like three times, she learned. <laughs> Question though, who do you, Sansa I think is definitely in the running. But who do you think had the best arc over the whole show? We're not talking about the books because the books have their own, you know, little 
dips and curves. Uh, do we mean like yeah. successfully completed or like no. best idea? I think I, I'm not not because I think like, are, I, we, are we are we going with intention? I I don't. However you want to d- define it, but I don't think that when I say when I always tell people like who do you think had the best arc, I'm not saying like what was the most satisfying. I think because I right. think I think I, mean, like, I think Jamie's think... arc is a tragic arc because he yeah. he's always been a toxic person and he failed to overcome his own toxicity. Yeah, and it cost him his life. I mean, like, I don't he, think he's done well at I'm, the end. He is rushed. Well, like, th- but that, that, that's that's purely timing. That's purely but timing. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to tell. Because, like, again, Brand's arc is a really good one. If you just pretend, like, the last season was done better. Like, it makes sense. Like, it starts with him falling out the window and ends with him sitting on the throne. Like, it is an interesting arc. It just wasn't done particularly well. Uh, you know, Daenerys is a really interesting arc, but just a shit ending. Like, a lot of them just have bad endings. A lot of them didn't wrap up well. Like I guess John's is the most satisfying group. Well, because he gets back. I, he gets I, back to the I, north. I, I just here's here's like, why here's why I have a problem. Part I'm happy with like him, Ghost, Tormund, Beyond the Wall. Yes, good ending. Thank I you. I I have to I have to just think that there wasn't really much of an arc there though, because from the beginning, because he was a bastard and blah blah blah, like well, he, so, he was so he, he was resigned to go to the the, the watch anyway and re, like renounce anything anyway. So but he like, thought that's what he had to do to get honor back. Like he felt like he was a dishonorable person or thing or whatever because of Astrid. Like, it, I don't know. It, it it could be an interesting arc if it was done a little bit better. Like going out of duty and then swearing off your duty for love and then coming back to try and find a middle ground and then realizing that ultimately you kind of have to do your duty because of love. I don't know. Like th- th- there's some sort of poetry in there. Somebody uh, smarter than me could do it. Love is the death of duty. Uh, twas beauty that killed the beast. No, I mean that's a, literally a quote from from there. So was that? That was from King Kong. I know, but I'm talking about from the show. Damn it! I know. I'm just saying, like <laughs> King Kong. There is some sort of like King Kongian story in there if you want to try and find it. It's I, I just feel. I feel puddle. like. I feel like he he should have chosen to go beyond the wall. Not you. Oh, the compromise right. is that, you have that to do be, that. I guess he kind of did choose to go beyond the wall. Like he, he chose was, to join he was the sent- Night's Watch, and then or, or didn't you? He was forced to join the Night's Watch, and then chose to tell them to fuck off and went beyond the wall anyway. And that's how I'm interpreting that anyway. I guess you could. I don't know what the Night's Watch is going to do now. Right. <laughs> that's another thing. So, so are like, they? Is he still part of the Night's Watch? I just chose to believe that. You know. He got there and was like, okay, cool. So, because uh, we're not, we're friends with the wildlings now. Okay, we're, cool. Bye. We're friends with the wildlings now. Like the Night King has been defeated. Are, are they? Are this entire thing just to fix the fucking East Watch wall? Like, what is the point? Like, what is? What are they doing? Like, I, mean, I guess you could say that they would rebuild the wall, wait, just in case the threat ever arose again. I just would actually not be the worst idea, really. If they want to live beyond the wall, that's fine. Just open the gate for him. But like, maybe rebuild the wall just in case, like, the children in the forest pop back up or something. I don't know. They weren't always cool with people. Well, here's another thing. Um, because of the rushed nature of the the last couple of seasons, why did where did Bran warg to? What was the the point while he was there? Like, it just said like, oh, we won, and uh, now we're going south. And so like, it had to truncate all that. He was just relaying. You know, tactical data from 
To who? They were alone with his guards, and that was it. I don't fucking know, dude. It doesn't make any sense to me either. I just... <laughs> That's what I'm trying to be like. Come on. Like, there was... There's, there's definitely... Again, it's so fucking Cliff Notes PowerPoint. This is an outline of what's yeah, supposed to happen. Just clearly what the issue is. It's so... It's so... Like, I didn't have a problem. Like I said, that's when people are people having problems with what happened. Like, the only thing that I can understand, the only take I can get that I... I understand very wholly is the whole oh i have to kill her because like i have to fridge her because now i'm the sad victim that i have oh pity pity the poor man who has to kill her it's like no dude you should be you should be pretty cool with the well like you should kind of even if you're conflicted okay so a a thought occurred occurred. okay okay there is kind of an a tiniest bit of an arc there because he didn't kill Egret for duty, and, and, and she died anyway. It didn't matter. Like, so, so like, maybe there's something to be said for there being there. You lose what you love anyway if you don't make the right call. So just make the right call. That's an interesting way to look at it because you're right. He was supposed to kill Egret. He didn't. Huh? And then there's he, almost something there. He needs to kill. He needs to kill Danny, and then chose to in that instance. Yeah, that is actually kind of a character. But I, I, I think that that's difference. Egret, he was supposed to kill before he knew her. Like he was, like they had just met. She was nobody I'm just to him. Saying, Danny was like somebody was to, to him it, at that point. Didn't do it. Loved her. Died anyway, suffered for it. I can see that though. I can. I mean, I'm not saying it's necessarily the best choice to go with. I'm just saying I can kind of see it. I can feel. I can feel like if if you have that extended amount of time. To I can feel like if I was like 15, I would find that, that story really. Yeah, to to explore that because he's kind of like if he sat there and reflect on it, and he says like there have been times where I've needed to 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 make the right call or or do something that I didn't want to do and I didn't. Yeah, I if thought, he has like a trinket from her that he like. You know, ponders over before like making the call, like where it's obvious he's really thinking and, and thinking, oh god, like I'm gonna do the same thing again. Am I gonna lose anyway? Like, what's the point of losing her if I lose the entire fucking world too? Like, th- there's some stuff in there if you wanted to, and you just didn't. Just right, didn't. And that's, but again, I, I I have no problem with what they did, just how they did it. And that's, yeah, that's like, fine. And I just I... don't know because again, it's an outline. Outlines could be good or terrible. The outline of Back to the Future sounds crazy, but the movie's great, so, like... <laughs> Alright, so what's gonna happen is, like, so here's this guy. He, he, his best friend's a scientist. Have you ever heard the uh, uh, the John Mulaney bit about it? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. It's like, and who and who's his best friend? An old scientist. Oh, so we're at the same age? No, he's, like, 70. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he, they have to steal things from the terrorists. And I was like, from Syrian terrorists? Yeah, and then he goes back, and then his mom tries to fuck him. Like, it's just like, what the fuck is this movie? And then he has to try and find his way back to the present. Okay, and what's it called? Back, back to the future. To the future. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It's so dumb, but I love that bit. I, um, I just love John Mulaney. I appreciate his perspective but overall yeah like i said i liked what happened just definitely not a fan of how it was done 
Uh, I'm curious. I'm curious to see where, if the books come out, where that goes. Because again, it does. There's a lot of cliffhangers in those books. Like you said, Brienne could, is on the verge of dying, etc., uh, etc. Et I would like to see how that plays out, especially since now the show is is per, is is wrapped up. I want to know how much of the way that they handled it influences his writing. Does he just say "fuck it"? I'm going to kill Arya at the very next, the very next second. I mean, it, legit, his wife told him she'd leave him if he killed. So I don't think that's actually going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, how how happy is he in his? <laughs> how good is the marriage? How happy is he in his marriage? <laughs> well, yeah, fair. fair. <laughs> Could it be an out for him? I mean, <laughs> okay, so they've been married. Writing the books, which is more than twenty-two years at this point, so that's at least long enough for alimony. And I don't think he wants to share, especially now with that Hollywood money. Now, like nah. the, book, the book money was already like solid, but then well, shit, he's still rolling in dough with the book money. He released a book last year. <laughs> he released a Game of Thrones book last year, like it's just but not the not, not the one that we needed. So you know, he's still he's still doing just fine. Except for his, Tortuga. except for his books that are the main fucking books. Yeah, except for those. But we've got a cookbook and a coloring book and a, and a history of the Targaryens, which isn't a, a, a totally true history because it's an unreliable narrator. So that's who's the narrator necessary. I don't know whoever wrote the damn book, like some historian or maester or something. I, I haven't read it yet. Yeah, a lot of these books are written through like the perspective of there, like there are more books it's like he's writing a D campaign he is 100 running a D campaign he got it started for me he's like okay D D, finish my campaign haha <laughs> see there there was that rumor that uh the director for dark souls was talking with george rr R. martin about probably making a game of thrones like dark souls game oh dude that sounds awful and here's why <laughs> And here's why. Unless it's just okay, we took Dark Souls and all the lore is replaced with <laughs> with Game of Thrones shit. Yeah, it's literally just be a reskin. I don't want to play as play, Br- play as Brienne of Tarth and, and go around and take the King's Road. And uh like oh my god. Like No, but if you did the Kotor route. That's like, what I'm saying. It has to be. It has to. Be, that's what I'm saying. But all it I is, would, is, I would pay whatever you wanted, George. Just, just do it. Just do it. But you would have to basically make a, a, a setting in which it takes place so far removed, either in the, the future or the past. The, the original Dance with Dragons, or the Fall of Valyria, or. But I don't want. I don't. Else. I don't. I don't want to see that as a. Uh, well, as a game. Just do it in that setting. Like that's the time period. But we're doing shit over here. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm fine with that. Like, there's lots of magic because there's dragons all over Valyria here. So we're just doing, like, medieval shit, high fantasy. Like, cool. Let's go. I would love for the game, the, whatever that story would be, to end with, and the dragons are coming. Right. <laughs> like, and then so, depending on how well the game does, it makes that sequel to then just be the action packed of the Dance of Dragons kind of thing. Like, yeah. that would be fun. Yeah, I think in like Dragon Age set in Old Westeros. My dragon yeah. is coming. 
<laughs> Fuck you, fuck. All right. Well, I think that that's our time for the actual podcast proper. <laughs> Thanks everybody. We we got we got we got through it. We got through the uh, the we did it. The, the ending of Game of Thrones, and now it's well. What do we look forward to now? I know what I look forward to. I look forward to everything else because there's so much media. Like it's okay. One of the things that uh, I guess before we wrap up, one of the things uh, that does always like upset me is the people who are so proud to be so anti-popular media. Uh, I'm part of the this percentage who's never seen an episode of this, or I've never seen a, a Star Wars movie. That doesn't... If that's if that's what you're hanging your hat on, that you haven't seen something, that means that you're probably a pretty boring person. Like, I want to know what yeah. you like. I don't care that you haven't seen this. talk about something else. Yeah, like, could you give me something that you did like, though? Like, give me something that you do like. Give me what are you what are you passionate about then? Because a lot of people are passionate about Game of Thrones, both the book and the show, and in different degrees. Well, and like, I, y'all hear me talk all the time about how I haven't seen something popular. Like, I don't watch a lot of popular stuff. I watch it really late, but I watch <laughs> other shit that's really interesting to me and talk about it and recommend it. It's easier to not shit on stuff. You just like, like, okay, like you're into baseball. I am not so much anymore, but. I'm not gonna sit there and be like, <laughs> I haven't watched a game in uh, uh, like at all in the last couple seasons. Right. Like, I try and keep the memes approachable. But no, but even I mean, then, it's kind of like, but why? What? What does that matter that I haven't? I like, why? Why would I go about going like, oh, I'm part of the population who's never cheered for the Yankees or whatever the fuck, uh, stupid. Like spin-off memes, because that's what they become. Like that's my. Like, there's some spin-off memes that are just kind of like you're appropriating the meme out of its original intention, and I don't like it. <laughs> right. This is not what the founding fathers intended. This is not what. This is not why we have cheeseburgers. Okay. <laughs> you can't just do that. But yeah, I don't know. It was just it's just weird. Like what I'm looking forward to is. A lot. Like I'm looking for far. I'm looking forward to Far From Home. I'm looking forward to see how Picard does. Like there's a lot of stuff on the horizon that I don't need Game of Thrones to to fill a hole in my life or anything like that. Like I love. I still love the show, but uh, I mean, no, it's a, it's a good question though, because I mean, you know, we've been building towards Endgame for a long, and yeah. that ended just a, a short while ago. And again, I've been I've been waiting on resolution for Game of Thrones since 2005. So, like, it has been a, a pervasive trend in my life. And suddenly two things that I've been waiting, you know, years for just aren't there anymore. I don't have those things to look forward to anymore. So, like... You know what I still have high hopes I'm not, for? I'm not sitting on anything that I'm waiting to, like, come out years from now. A second Republic Commando game? <laughs> Never happened. We'll get you back, Sev, I promise. I'm so sorry. Never forget, <laughs> dude. Sev did, man. <laughs> like, can I just get the next Republic Commando book? Oh, like, true. Travis just, just go in there and, and conveniently, like, like, like typo, like Republic and lightsaber. Just like, it, it's a, it's a lightsaber. It's fine. Like, whatever. Or just, uh, um, just release it as a free PDF. I was gonna like, say release it for free, but like you're funded on Patreon or some shit. Like, I don't know. Like, do something. I would, I, I would pay for it. I really would. I guess there's the Mandalorian. 
Uh, uh, yeah, I am kind of excited that's, about that. That's true. That is true. Favreau gets a free pass. Whatever he wants to do, I'm in. I know. If Favreau's going to be uh, passionate about it, put it by the Chef TV series, Just, let's do I, it. Every time Favreau like, gets a free pass to do something he wants to do, good things come. I mean, was, except for the Jungle Book, I wasn't really a fan. No. MC was fine. I liked it. I don't know. The Jungle Book was kind of whatever. I haven't even seen that yet. But I don't feel like that was his thing so much. Hey, we'll pay you to do this. Do you think it's director for hire on that one? I think so. Yeah, that's probably. the impression I get. That, that doesn't just seem like a John Favreau passion project to me. I could be wrong. That's just a. a I think the Chef mini, the TV series is going to be a passion project, dude. Chef miniseries makes perfect sense to me. Like like actual Chef show. I've like, yeah, duh. Oh, oh, dude. You, so oh. It, oh. It's surprisingly good. It really is. It it has like a very cheesy kind of like poster and look to it that you're like oh yeah. it's gonna you think it's gonna be one thing but then you just watch it and you're like oh this is so no, good it's, it's really good oh, it's so good oh. highly recommended like if you've just been sitting on it watch it. yeah I, I agree so that's how we end the podcast recommendation <laughs> recommendation so Fat needs to watch that's Brooklyn Nine Nine <laughs> he's got to watch Delt watch fucking Chef. and watch right, Chef. I'll, I'll watch I'll watch you start making a list let me just have a, a list of shit. Martin and I have a list that's that's how I operate I need lists. All right, so thanks, everybody. Thanks for watching. Catch you guys next week. Bye. bye. Wait, 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 wait. Are we doing cool kids? Doing the cool kid. Bye. Goodbye. All right. See you next week. <laughs>